In today's episode, I'm going to share the story of the angry samurai with you. It's a story I came up with recently to share and tell to my two sons. And it's a meaningful story to me, and I think it could be meaningful to you as well. But the episode starts with a book recommendation. The book is called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. I highly recommend it. And I start off reading a paragraph out of that book, a story about a tornado and electricity that stimulates a conversation with my good friend Ramin about inner emotions, negative emotions, anger, and how to use anger and other negative emotions and channel them to create rather than destroy and to produce and to accomplish meaningful things. I hope you enjoy. Another exercise helped the young man access his magician energy. This young man was terrorized almost nightly by dreams about tornadoes coming at him. The huge black funnel clouds would come right up to him as he cringed under a tree in the backyard of his childhood home. He had no idea what this meant. During the course of his therapy, he came to realize that his unconscious, through these tornado dreams, was picturing his childhood rage to him. His parents had been alcoholics, and he had been made responsible for running the household and taking care of them. Not only that, but he had been sexually abused repeatedly by one of his uncles. His childhood rage was enormous, and it was now showing itself in all its ferocity in his dreams. These uncontainable storms rampaging through this young man's inner countryside were tearing up his professional and personal life. He was deeply depressed. Because the young man was something of an artist, his therapist suggested to him that he draw a picture of the tornadoes. He then was to draw a picture of the tornadoes in a lead-shielded container so that his rage would just whirl around and around like the coil in an electric generator. Next, he was to draw power lines and transformers coming out of the container and going through the streetlights, the houses, the factories, whatever needed this energy. As soon as he did this, the young man's life began to change. He found the strength to quit his job. He had always wanted to work in children's theater. Suddenly, almost out of the blue, job offers from this kind of work started coming in. The tremendous energy of his raw childhood rage now contained and channeled into the lights and factories of his present life was acting as a power station for his new way of living. The black magic of his wild and chaotic anger was now the white magic of electricity illuminating his life. I think that's a dope story, right? It's like that really stood out to me um, when I was reading the book. You know, visualizing that rage in a tornado. I mean, in his case, Let's say it happened in his dreams. So it didn't choose that as a metaphor. It kind of chose him, let's say. But the idea of having, because he has an artistic preference and, and, and talent to draw the, the, or draw the tornado and then draw it in a contained thing and then have it basically generating energy and like funneling that energy into productive areas of life and him using that metaphor, being able to transform that anger uh, through that metaphor in his life in, in productive ways. Now that sounds very, obviously this is just a story 
the cynic and critical person in me is like, well, is that really everything that happened? You draw that picture and boom, all of a sudden, it was a productive member of society and his life transformed and everybody called him with job offers and love. That seems simplified, right? And there might have been a lot more to the story. But I loved the metaphor of the tornado as something kind of um, chaotic and out of your control and threatening. And then if you frame it differently, it is something that generates a lot of energy. Anger is a lot of energy. If you funnel in the right way, you can create incredible things through the energy of anger and the engine of anger versus if you don't, it can destroy you, right? Um, and so I, I thought that was a, I don't know, that story spoke to me. I, I, I love that story. Um, what's your first reaction when you hear that? Yeah, I, I totally get it. Um, I, I think that's like how art gets created, right? Like somebody feels something really deeply and then like almost as a way of feeling with it or just, I don't know for what reason, but we have a desire to kind of express it and kind of share it with the world. And then some pieces resonate with the world. Sometimes it's just the act of creating it itself that, that um, changes something within us that frees us up to then use that, that energy in, in, in ways, right? And whether that's like painting or doing sculpture or music or, um, I, I don't think you can like, I don't know, but I guess you cannot create like real art when you don't feel anything, yeah. when you don't start with an emotion, right? Yeah. You know what's interesting? Um, I have to read this story to my oldest son um, because over the last two weeks, his mother has been telling me that he has a difficult time dealing and managing his anger, right? When he gets angry, he's kind of out of control. And she was telling me that yeah, he has a lot of it. Yeah. And she was like, she didn't know kind of how to manage that. Now, anytime I'm around my two boys, you know, I get kind of the better side of them. Like I get lots of good moods, lots of passion, lots mm -hmm. of fun. And so I mm -hmm. haven't seen it myself. Mm. But um, because I tell them, because every night I invent a new story, they give me some words and I have to tell them a story and send them a story when I'm not there physically. Um, I taken that into account. And, and a couple of days ago, uh, I told a story. The word was, I think, uh, samurai master and jujitsu or something. I, I practiced a little bit of jujitsu mm. with them and showed them a few moves. So they were like mm. excited about it. And I... Um, I told them a story. I told a story about this this kid who practiced the, the the art of the samurai sword and became a master and was and, and all his energy and practice was on his physical body and his like capability with a sword, but he never he never um, worked on mastering his thoughts and his emotions. And one day he got really uh, angry and, and and mad and he hit the wrong person. And then other people came to that person's defense. And so he, you know, hit those guys. And then the whole village turned around him. And by the time that he realized that he had made a mistake, he was kind of caught in wanting to be right and not being able to lose face. So he just fought all of them. And then he became this bad guy. And he, you know, the king was looking for him. And, you know, and so it turned his life around to becoming like one of the one of the bad guys of the country, the outlaws that was killing and stealing and was yeah. acting like a violent man, right? 
And then I tell this story about this young kid that heard about that guy and, and, and it was a, whatever, a pot full of gold if you could bring that, that samurai, the bad samurai to the, the king. So this king, this kid discovered jujitsu, traveled to Brazil, learned it and thought that most people in this country wouldn't know this. And so went to fight against the bad samurai and then did a move that I taught the kids earlier, like an armbar and like, you know, uh, succeeded. It's awesome. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then on the way to the king, the kid that, you know, had like now the bad samurai in chains on the way, he stopped at some point, turned around and said, why did you, why are you so bad? You've become, you became the best samurai, you know, master in the country. Why did you use your power for good? And then the old samurai told him, well, because I only mastered the sword. I didn't master my, my heart and my mind. And when I got angry, I made a mistake and I didn't have the wisdom to accept my mistakes. So I had to live the life of a bad person because everybody thought I was bad. And that's awesome. Right. And so, and then yeah, he man. brings him to the king and all that. Right. So this is my, this is my way to try to so sneak, I love it. sneak, sneak a little bit of this wisdom into, into things. <laughs> hey, can I, can I send you every day, like two words and you yeah. tell me a story? <laughs> it's not like, okay, to be fair, sometimes these stories suck, right? Like I'm not always good. Of course, of course. But this, was a, this was a good one. And it's yeah. also, it was good because I knew, so the challenge with my boys is now they're old enough, especially the oldest, that if I do these one-on-one -on -one metaphor, he gets really upset with me because he knows what I'm trying he to do. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he picks it up and then he gets upset with me. So I, so I knew if I sneak in that jujitsu move Must I told them. them, he would get distracted yeah. by that, right? And not pay attention. Uh, so, so I told that story all good, right? Two days later, um, their mom calls me and she's like, you won't believe what happened. Your oldest, like he got really, really angry and he went upstairs and he wrote like a, you know, he wrote a really, you know, bad sentence about me on carpet with a permanent marker. Mm. Right. And she's like, mm. I got so upset. I haven't given him a punishment yet because I told him I have to talk to you and we'll have to figure it out together. I'm like, okay. So yesterday I go um, and I hang out with him a little bit. And then I say, dude, what happened? I heard your mom said you, you, know, you got angry and you wrote with a permanent mark on the, the carpet. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, uh, mom did this and that was really unfair. And then Leo did that. And just both of them were really, really unfair to me. And so I just got really angry and, and I wrote it um, and I regretted it, but just it was also their fault, whatever, whatever, right? And I told him, you know what? And you know, my, my oldest writes a lot. Like he's a writer, mm -hmm. right? He has written all these horror books and stories and all that. Like we, we, he likes to write. And I told him, you know what? I mean, your first instinct was not bad. Like when you get angry, I think writing is a good idea. And he looked at me. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I think it's a really good idea. I just don't think it's a good idea to write in a way that you can't delete it anymore. So instead of writing on carpet with a permanent marker and then you regret it, but it's too late and now you get all this kind of trouble, write on a piece of paper, put it in your pocket. And if in two hours you still feel like what you wrote there, you can give it to somebody. But if you feel differently, you could change it. Maybe you want to write with something that you can erase easily so you can rewrite it. And I told him, you know, when I get angry, I get oftentimes angry at people and I want to write them an angry email and I've learned to write it. 
leave it in draft and not send it because oftentimes after I'm not angry anymore, I really don't want to say these mean things. And, and if I send it, it's going to create all kinds of problems and more anger. I'm like, next time you get really angry, take a piece of paper, write the worst things you can think of, but don't give them to the person. And don't write on with a permanent marker where you can't take it away or return it at all anymore. And he's like, oh, all right, that's a good tip, Dad. I don't know if he's going to do it or not, but it's just like an interesting little exchange. So maybe part of why that story spoke to me is also that I didn't, I didn't know that until we started talking about this. But maybe it's also because it's relevant right now because I'm thinking, how do I, how do I help my son to channel his anger and learn to deal with it well? Because I know that I don't want to teach him not to be angry. And I don't want to teach him yeah. that anger is bad and that he has to suppress it because it's inconvenient yeah. to all of us. But of course, I don't want him to, when he's angry, hit his brother and write, get get, get, destroy things that he can't rebuild anymore. Um, that's not cool, obviously. It's like teaching him, like, how do you deal with your anger in a way that releases that energy creatively and that um, doesn't suppress it, but that doesn't destroy things in a permanent way in a way that you will regret and that we will have to pay a price that's going to be don't be the hulk (laughs) yeah yeah don't be don't hulk smash everything um in your in your path but that's interesting you know anger is an interesting is an interesting topic because i think when i was young growing up um i did have a lot of anger in me yeah I was pretty pissed at the world and I felt like there was a lot of injustice, injustice done to me and my family and just like a lot of like bad luck and whatever, whatever, whatever. I had a very big chip on my shoulder. Yeah, But over the years, to some degree, obviously you get older and wiser. Um, to some degree, you surpass these limitations that I felt like if I still feel, if I still felt as powerless as I did with 12 years old, maybe I would be as angry, right? But I just don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I'm, I, I've, I've gone to the other extreme where if you ask me the last five years, um, you know, when were the times where you got really upset or really angry? Or when was the last time you got really angry and really upset? I don't remember. And mm. so I feel like I've, I've gone too far and maybe now I'm out of touch with my anger because I just don't feel mm. it anymore. And I've, asked, I've wondered this a couple of times over the last couple of years. I, there were multiple times where I was like, why am I never angry anymore? It was such a big part of my personality growing up. It is, it, and it would make sense for me to get angry, really angry and upset mm. about things. But I just don't. I'm more like um, when things don't go my way or when things happened that could make me upset more often than not not always it's not that i've never gotten angry but just very rarely but more often than not i just feel numb i just feel like cold Mm. emptiness in my heart like i just don't i don't feel anything about something and i think that i've i've taught myself this subconsciously i i i whatever maybe when i could feel anger i suppress it so quickly and replace it with something else that, that i don't know but that's, that's been an interesting question, like getting back in touch with my own anger. Am I angry about things? Mm. What am I angry mm. about? Mm. What, what do yeah. I do when I feel angry? Like that's, that's an interesting... There was, yeah. there, there was a thing in, in uh, King Warrior, Magician Lover, 
mm-hmm. that actually made me think what made me realize something and was about this um the oscillation between the kind of shadow poles mm-hmm. right where where some people like and and i recognize something of that in me it's like you kind of eat your anger you suppress it like i do that sometimes right but it's a little thing so i'm like it's not a big it's like little things where i feel like ah, this is not worth making a thing about it right but still mm. it's a little sting in me and it creates like a, a little bit of anger in me and it's like i eat it 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 and i'm like just going over it but then it's like at some point something happens right and it's a little bit bigger than that little thing of of these little things that have been like a whole sequence of them at some point and then it's like lashing out right and being like and this anger suddenly erupts uh and it comes out like in a very like inadequate and and in a way where like literally five minutes later i'm like oh what the fuck did i do right um and when i saw it i said oh that's interesting and they, they said something about like this is a, a typical it's very typical for like a dysfunctional system like this oscillating between kind of the mm. passive and the negative pole right let's say and then at some point boom it comes out right and what you want to be is like more centered and balanced where okay if you experience a little bit of anger like one realize it because actually like in this moment actually i don't feel like anger in that moment it's more often like i don't think oh this is i'm a little bit angry now it's just like something that accumulates little bits somewhere in the back of my on my mind but my heart so to speak right yeah yeah it's interesting you know i wonder if for me one of the things one of the thoughts that just came to my mind was that um part of my way of living and thinking like something that i practice i think quite radically is this like always assuming all responsibility for everything mm-hmm. and so oftentimes yeah, parent man i'm the what man you're the parent the parent yeah in what way do you mean that because i am a parent or no 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 um like it, in every even before you were a parent you were like you had this parental thing about you where you kind of take responsibility the way a parent takes responsibility for the child but even with your friends in in, in all kinds of scenarios like yeah. i always you're always that person yeah and it's the like it, it is something that i think is has a positive side to it for the very first yeah, time well, i'm not i'm now wondering like sometimes when things happen that i don't like which could lead to being angry right or upset Mm-hmm. my thought press often goes whatever let's say person a did something bad whatever that affected mm-hmm. me right mm-hmm. my thought process very often goes uh, person a did something bad and then i think how do i what did i do to empower mm-hmm. that well yeah i could have seen it a week ago well i could have not chosen to work with person a well i haven't done and then i can come up with a like a list of things of how i'm actually responsible for this Mm-hmm. And then I just, what I'm lacking is then the part of being angry at myself. Mm. 
versus I go through that and then I just go like a shoulder shrug and I just go, well, shut the fuck up. It's your own fault. And then I think mm -hmm. I just swallow it down. Like in a sense mm -hmm. of like, yeah, should have done this better, but not at a, I'm fucking pissed at myself. What the fuck is wrong with me? I need to now kick my own ass and make the change happen so I don't make this again. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the energy of anger to, to put it to good use. Somehow. Like channeling that energy yeah. instead of channeling the energy of anger from towards somebody to towards me to towards me changing. I yeah. It starts towards a person. Then I rechannel it to me and then I go, well, let's yeah, suppress like it. diffuse it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm never, you know what's funny? I've, there's a million things that I think I have disappointed myself in or I know I'm fucked up or I know I, I, I don't live up to my own ideal, but I'm never angry at myself. Mm. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that interesting? Like I'm just, I'm talking a lot mm. to myself right now, but that's an interesting thing that I just realized. I'm never pissed at myself. I'm always just, when I notice my mistake i always go well i knew i'm bad at this or i knew i suck or i see i also need to get better <laughs> okay. in life and and i just like i look at it and i just go yeah you you're just a piece of shit you, you okay. suck you okay. need to do better okay. well but let me tell you as somebody who gets angry at himself all the time <laughs> it's, it's not like that necessarily that alone that alone, that alone will, will uh yeah you still there's still some missing step there you still need <laughs> to take anger, anger can burn a lot of yeah anger can burn a lot of energy without leading to anything yeah that's fair so there's still a process of of um using that energy to create like electricity to create things mm -hmm. um but I, I just suppress it, right? Mm -hmm. I see it bubbling up, I rechannel it to myself, and then I just push it away. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my emotional cycle, I feel like. And, and then I go, oh, I never feel angry because I didn't allow myself to feel, ang to feel the anger I had. Mm -hmm. Because I made that step of going, well, I can't be angry at person A, I should be angry at myself. And then I, and instead of saying be angry at myself and then use the anger to change or to create electricity in that metaphor, I just go, Oh, I should be mad at myself. Yeah. I'm not good. And then I go into the mind instead of the staying with the emotion and I just analyze it and go, well, yeah, you did mistake ABC. You should do better. And then I push away the emotion. So this was the part of the conversation that I wanted to share with you. I'm recording this now after I've just listened to the whole conversation again. To quickly recap, I realized how I tend to push away or suppress my own anger and the mental strategy I deploy to do that, which is to always ask myself, how am I responsible for what happened? How did I contribute to letting the event that made me angry occur? I realized that I shouldn't be angry at the other person because I am responsible. I should be angry at myself. I push my emotions through a cognitive filter and then I don't feel anything anymore. I just go numb. This is very different from how I was as a kid or a teenager. I was very, very angry. And then it just stopped suddenly. How and when did I adapt at this strategy and why? Don't get me wrong. I do think it's a useful strategy, but only if you consciously choose it. And that didn't happen for me. 
It's been running on autopilot for decades. It's ironic that I thought I should read that draw your tornado story to my son, who's recently been experiencing some anger issues, to teach him how to channel the anger he is in touch with so vividly. Because maybe I should work on allowing myself again to feel my anger fully before I try to find productive outlets for it. I'll work on this and I'll report back to you. One of the reasons why I share these things publicly on the podcast is because I want us, me, my friends, you, the listener, I want all of us to learn and grow together. So I'd love to hear about your ways of dealing with anger. Any stories you have about how anger either led to something really good in your life or maybe how anger taught you something you needed to learn. Send me an email, stellyfd at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at Stelly or connect with me on LinkedIn. I've been very active on there. You, you know how to find me. Boom, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your attention. I appreciate it. Stay safe and well. Go get them. And most importantly, go get yourself because the journey to self-mastery is a powerful one.